Chapter 4 begins picking up on the theme that we saw in chapter in chapter 3 about the possibility of return or the impossibility of return. It sounded in chapter 3 that it is possible to return, even though the chapter began by saying, if the woman married a second man, can she return to the first one? And shall you return to me, says God? Hypothetical question. Rhetorical question, actually, is more like it. Of course not. On the other hand, in chapter 3, we have statements like verse 22 of chapter 3. Shuvu banim shovavim, erepah meshuvotechem. Shuva, return to me, rebellious children, wayward children. I will heal your afflictions. And the people who say in chapter, verse 22, we will return, but they don't mean it. Their statements are false statements. They are not authentic statements. They are not genuine statements. And now we come to chapter 4. Chapter 4 begins, strikingly, with the verse, Im tashuv Yisrael nu'um Hashem tashuv. If you return, O Israel, declares God, return to me. Im If you remove your abominations, real return, not just in word, but in deed. Hashem, and you swear by God, in truth, in sincerity, in justice, in righteousness. Nations shall bless themselves by you and praise themselves by you. Recalls what God said to Abraham towards the beginning of Genesis. The nations, the families of the world will be blessed through you. You'll be a source of blessing for the entire world. And this question of can you return or can you not return? And the halacha, the verse from Deuteronomy, which is quoted at the beginning of chapter 3, certainly suggests you can't return. Once you've strayed, once you've engaged with something else, with somebody else, you can't return to the first husband. But what's very interesting is, that's Deuteronomy chapter 24. But the book of Yirmiyot actually is thinking about a different set of verses from Deuteronomy. And that is not Deuteronomy chapter 24, but that's Deuteronomy chapter 30. Deuteronomy chapter 30, and that, by the way, is the portion we always read right before Rosh Hashanah. In Deuteronomy chapter 30, it says that after all of these things take place, the blessing and the curse, because Deuteronomy is largely warnings and imprecations about what will happen when Israel strays from God. Is a long chapter, chapter 28, which speaks of terrible, dire consequences that will take place if Israel sins, breaks the covenant, and much of that is to be found, echoed, in the book of Jeremiah, in the book of Yirmiyahu. But in chapter 30, and that actually, in, in 28, it ends with the verse, Veshiv Hashem Mitzrayim Baniyot, God will send you down to Egypt in boats. Veshiv God will return you to Mitzrayim. You go to Egypt the second time in boats. Not like the first time when you left Egypt, you walked through the waters, God parted the sea. But the second time it will be in boats. On the path you thought you'd never see again. And you will sell yourselves there as male and female slaves. Nobody will buy you, which probably means nobody will buy you out. Nobody will redeem you. You'll be in Egypt. That's the last verse of chapter 28 of Deuteronomy. And then in chapter 30, what do you know? When all these things take place, the blessing and the curse, 
Because chapter 28 had blessings too, and a lot of curses. And then, Vashevota Elevavecha, you will take to heart. Vashevota, you will consider, you will take to heart. Vashevota Elevavecha, you will consider, you will take to heart wherever you find yourselves. Bechor Agoyim, Asheri Dichacha Hashem Rohecha Shama. If you take to heart, Vashevota Elevavecha, then in the next verse, we are told, and you return to God. You and your children with all your soul and all your heart. That's another Deuteronomy phrase. Deuteronomy speaks of inner states. If it's real, if it's sincere, if it's authentic. You return, and if you take that step to return, the two steps, to consider return and to begin the process of return, then in verse number three, God will shove, return. God will bring you back, and God will return. And gather you back from wherever you find yourselves. And What's interesting is that Yirmiyahu addresses in his book not just the people presently living in the land of Israel, in Judah, and the temple and all that, but Yirmiyahu is also addressing those already exiled, because the time of Yirmiyahu's prophecy, the northern kingdom has already been exiled, they're living in Bavel, and during most of Yirmiyahu's prophecy. And he speaks to those people, and he speaks about the possibility of return. So it's very striking in the Torah. Because in the legal section of the Torah, it was clear that once you marry a second person, a woman marries a second person, she can't go back to the first one. That would defile the land. But over here, it talks about when all the curses take place, and the curses are a function, basically, of the abandonment of God. Nonetheless, there is the possibility of return. Not just the possibility of return, but the word lashuv, to return, is found both in connection with the people returning to God, but also in terms of God returning to the people. In fact, after the double vishav, referring to God in chapter 30, verse number 3, the Torah continues, and the Torah says that, describing this process of return, in verse number 6, for example, God will open up, literally circumcise, open up your heart, and your children to love God with all your soul and all your heart. And then, in response to that, verse number 8, you will return. So the process of return is a complicated process. It's not a one-time thing. It takes place. There are stages and steps. It's a long, drawn-out, complicated, interactive process. The people returning to God, God returning to the people. And then in verse number 9, Speaks of God treating us well, blessing us. Ki Yashuv Hashem, God will now return to rejoice over us. So it's not just coming back from the desolation and from the exile, but God rejoices over us. And finally, in verse number 10, if you if we obey God's commandments that are written in this book, Ki Tashuv Hashem Elohecha, if you return to God with all your heart and soul. So once again, 
it talks about returning. Seven times is the verb to return. Four times referring to Israel, three times referring to God. There's always the possibility of return no matter where you may be. No matter how far you've strayed. The farthermost corners of heaven. So now we come back to our chapter in Yirmiyot, chapter 4, in which the critical theme of chapter 3 and 4 is the question of return. Is it possible to return? So chapter 3 began by saying, how could you return? You've had many lovers. Even one married man precludes the possibility of returning to the first husband. And you would return to me? But then lo and behold, as we read through chapter 3 and chapter 4, we discover quite the opposite. You can return to me. Return to me. But it's got to be sincere. It can't be just in word, because the words often have no meaning. That's the theme of the previous chapter as well. Speaking, saying the right words, but not meaning it. But in chapter 4, if, you swear in God's name, in sincerity, and then all the blessings that we have earlier in the Torah, a light unto the nations, a source of blessing for the whole world, for all people. That can be realized, says the prophet Yirmiyahu in the fourth chapter. Nations shall bless themselves by you, praise themselves by you.